I can't decide what is more incredible to me. The fact that Wake Forest hit nine home runs in a college world, not college world series game, but an NCAA super regional elimination game. Or that nine home runs isn't the the flat out record for an NCAA tournament baseball game. Aaron Fit D one baseball dot com, great clubhouse guy. Like, like, are you? How can nine not be the record? Well, it is. It's just, it's just, you know, not not the solo record as sharing it with somebody. But yeah, I mean, and hey, it's college baseball, right? I mean, it's you know, uh, over the years, the sport has kind of ebbed and flowed as far as offense goes. But right. We've seen, we've been through gorilla ball, and we've been through, you know, Pete and Cavilia in the eighties and the bajillion home runs, right. and, you know, everything like that. The equipment has just has just varied so much over the years. And we had the dead ball, dead bat era in the early 20 teens, I guess. Uh, and, and now we're, we're back to crazy offense again. And that's an offensive ballpark. And the wind was howling out yesterday and, uh, and wake forest. And the, most of those weren't cheapies, mind you. I mean, right. it's not like these are wind aided home runs. They were a bunch of rockets against the real pitching staff that Alabama has. They were throwing out legit arms, you know, mid to high nineties guys and uh, guys that have been successful all year long and, and wake just teed off on them. I mean, it's a great offense. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that's the thing about wake forest, Adam, it's a great offense. They score a lot of runs and they also don't give up very many runs, no. you know, which is, which is the, it's a pretty good combination uh, in baseball. I don't know if you've heard that one, but that's really <laughs> the, the key. Yes. Yes. I, I have heard if you score a lot and don't allow a lot, it's yeah. probably it should lead to wins. Nine home runs yesterday. Uh, I'll I'll get to a little bit of a. I, I'm look. We're trying to we're at this point to find negatives about Wake Forest. The final score was twenty two to five. I mean it was twelve to five, and they tacked on ten runs combined in the top of the eighth and ninth innings. So I mean it was already gross, and then it just became I mean just comic at that point. Uh, Brock Wilkin had three of those nine home runs. He now has 30. Did, did Incavelia have 48 for Oklahoma yeah. State his, uh, his best year? Yeah, that's the record is 48. Uh, so that's that one. I don't think we're going to touch anytime soon, but I mean, Chris Bryant had the BB core era record, uh, which was 31, I believe in 2013. That was the height of the, the dead ball right. that era though. Like at that point, I mean, he hit more home runs than, than a lot of college teams hit, you know, all by himself. Uh, so that to me stands a little bit different. And right now we're seeing, you know, multiple guys get to 30. So it's a little different, but I mean, but Brock Wilkin is, is now the all time ACC home run King for, for a career. He's, he's he broke. I think it was JD Drew's record Jeez. yesterday. Um, and, and that was, that was cool. I mean, he's, he's a really, really likable young man. I'll tell you. And, and, uh, it was, it was fun to see him celebrating with his teammates out there yesterday. I mean, you could tell he's a team guy and this, you know, the Omaha thing meant, meant so much to all those. I mean, they hadn't been to Omaha since 1955. Right. I mean, it's, a, it's unbelievable, really. It's, it's a, it's a big story. Ready for a fun fact. This is, I love, I love giving out fun facts. The last time Wake Forest was at the college world series, they were actually in Wake Forest. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> they moved to Winston-Salem either the next year or the year after that, but they were playing, you know, just north of Raleigh here in uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, okay, so they win 22-5. to uh, They they outscore Alabama 27-9 to in this uh, in the Super Regional after outscoring the Regional 48-7. to That has to be a record, the combined scores. Uh, if it's not, I mean, I... 
can't even uh, even imagine. Um, but should I be alarmed at all that Wake allowed three runs in the first two innings? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's funny you talk about nicking, picking nits here. You have to with Wake Forest, but I mean, no, I'm obviously not. I mean, they, they, you know, like I said, it was it was a crazy offensive weekend as far as the conditions. I mean, you're in this launching pad, this notorious launching pad of a ballpark, and the wind was howling out both days um and josh hartle gets out there you know their their second ace um and and allows two homers in the first two innings and you know at that point um you know the game was still hanging the balance it yeah. wasn't really until the third inning that wake forest pulled away but but hartle made you know made a little adjustment he found his his cutter you know which is really his, his best pitch he's got like five or six pitches but the cutter's his best one and once he found it you know he said Tom Walter said afterwards, he came back to the dugout after the third inning, and, and he was like, "All right, guys, we're good. I found my cutter. Like, don't worry about it." <laughs> and then he went out and put up some, put up some zeros and, and struck out eleven in six yeah. innings. And really, I mean, to, to, to allow just four runs in, in six innings and strike out eleven on a day like that in that ballpark, it's a great performance. I mean, you know, again, there were thirteen home runs in that game, uh, so that's you know that's not easy to do. Yeah, he struck out eleven of the twenty-five batters he faced. All right, in the other ACC. Uh, series. It was Virginia and Duke, so it was conference on conference crime. Blue Devils won the first game. That was an exciting finish uh, with a ball that looked like off the bat might have been a game-winning home run for the Cavaliers, but they saved all their offense for the next two days. They just rocked Duke on Saturday and Sunday. First about the Cavaliers getting to the College World Series. This has become kind of, uh, is it fair to say, kind of Vanderbilt light in terms of the program yeah. that they have built in Charlottesville? Oh, for sure. Yeah, them, them and Vanderbilt, I think, have a lot of parallels, really. I mean, you know, they faced off for the national title in back-to-back years in, in 2014 and 15. Um, both their coaches got there about the same time, Brian O'Connor and Tim Corbin. They both started going to Omaha about the same time, that 2009-ish. Uh, I think that might have been the first year for both of them. Um, and, and, you know, since then, they've both been regulars. This is Virginia's sixth trip to Omaha uh, since 2009, and uh, they've they've won it once. They've been runner up once. They were here in 2021, you know. So some of these players that are on this team have have experienced this this setting before. Um, and I'll tell you, Adam, they're they're built they're built for the ballpark. They really are. It's a, it's a very you know if you could draw it up, mm. you want a team that has athletes all over the field. That athleticism plays on on defense as well as on offense. Yep. I mean, you want a team that's very very good on the infield dirt because. You know, it, it's a fast track there, and um, you got to take care of the ball. You know, that's really, really important. You got to throw strikes and, and play good infield defense and patrol the gaps. You know, they they got range in the outfield. Um, it, it's it's a team that reminds me so much of, of the Arizona team that won it all in, in 2012. You know, it, it's a team that it, it's built on doubles and triples. They drive the gaps and they patrol the gaps. That's kind of the the key in that ballpark, in my opinion. Uh, and and you know. I think Arizona led the country in doubles and triples. Uh, Virginia leads the country in doubles. You know, it's a line drive machine, and it's not an overwhelming pitching staff as far as pure stuff goes. It's a bunch of you know veteran pitchability guys who throw strikes, and um, you know they they brought in transfers from Elon and Coastal and mm-hmm. an Army, and that's their weekend rotation. And none of them are going to show you 98 miles an hour, uh, but they they all have a pitch, you know, an out pitch they can go to. They all 
you know, compete. And, and they're fourth in the country in ERA. And, I, you know, I've been questioning their pitching all year long because they don't have dominant stuff. And I need to stop that because they're fourth <laughs> in the nation in ERA. Like, it's working, right? I mean, like, give them credit where it's due. They can go there and, and absolutely make a run and win it all. I think, like I said, I think they're just perfectly built for that ballpark. Uh, and uh, one final thing about the, the season and the run for Duke. This is three trips to the Super Regionals in the last five years. Uh, and in, included in that is an ACC championship. I mean, Chris Pollard has obviously has a formula that works. Yeah, for sure. And this was, you know, a totally different formula than than he's used during their other Super Regional teams. It's the third Super Regional in five completed seasons now. Uh for Duke, which again, it's a program that hadn't even been to a regional in 55 years or something, right. you know, until, until he, he broke that, that drought. Um, it's a really incredible accomplishment, but this year, you know, they, they thought their team was going to be built around these two dominant lefties, Luke Fox and Jonathan Santucci. They both got hurt. You know, Fox, uh, had tummy jump before the season even started. And then Santucci went down after seven starts and all of a sudden it's like, well, all right, let's just go with openers, you know, and we'll, <laughs> we'll go one time through the order and then we're going to mix and match with our bullpen. Uh, and it worked. I mean, it was a top 20, you know, pitching staff in the country in ERA and it, the bullpen w- was great. Um, they had a, a very powerful offense. Probably. I think it, they, it was a school record for home runs for them this year. So yeah. they kind of embraced the, the times as far as their style of play. They used to be more of a, you know, maybe more of a, a manufacturing offense kind of a, of a team. And, and now they've, you know, Hey, we can hit the long ball. Uh, and that worked for him. And so, you know, they, I just think Chris Pollard's a really, really, really smart baseball guy who makes adjustments as well as anybody. And, and that's what this team did. They adjusted to the, to the climate and, and what they had on their roster. And they really hit the jackpot and, and the portal and with some small school guys that, that kind of brought some, some blue collar edge to their culture, which they thought was missing. And, and it was just a really pretty special mix. It was a really fun team to be around this year. And, uh, you know, hats off to those guys on, on a great season. Aaron Fit, D1Baseball.com, great clubhouse guy. Uh, if you'll allow, we'll bug you when you're out in Omaha. Yeah, always, anytime. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. All right, Adam. Take care.